Welcome back to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And I feel like it's, like, been a really... it's been a while. It feels like a really long time. I mean, we did record an episode last week, but... But even that it's been episode a while feels since like we've a really Riverdale. long time ago. Honestly, it it's just, time is just moving weirdly. Weird. But... Um, I kind of have missed Riverdale a little bit. I feel like I was not, like, super excited. Because I especially had, like, bad memories of this episode just being, like, boring and not that great. Although, I don't know, I kind of missed it and was actually really excited to start watching this episode, so. I wasn't excited to watch it, but once I started watching it, I enjoyed it a lot. And then I really had, like, zero recollection of this episode, but I sort of remember the whole season two just being um not my favorite but <laughs> but i'm actually so far, really excited for off season to two, an okay start. Like season two it's getting wild like this episode you can feel it is getting a little bit wild and i'm just really yeah. excited for it actually it's like a totally different vibe than i season know one, it's so watching different. them back to back it's so different sort of back to back um and it really brought me back to like I don't know when did this come out like two years ago mm-hmm. when I would like watch it on my phone on every Thursday <laughs> on the CW app it like really brought me back to that in a way the first season didn't nostalgic memories it was like something about the music like yeah, did yeah. You, in the first season did Netflix do recaps before each episode yeah because I, felt I like usually skip there was them. something Oh, maybe I usually skip them because I just watched it, but this has been a couple weeks, so I didn't skip it. Because there was something about the music that, like, really brought me back to that moment. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like this episode was actually way better. I just, I remember these episodes where Archie is, like, grieving are just, like, really painful to watch. And I'm not a fan well, of them. Well, like, but the moment at the end, it's pretty Oh, painful. yeah, we're seeing a new side of Archie <laughs> that we will be seeing a lot more <laughs> and we will talk about that at the end of this episode but um i guess we should get the boring stuff out of the way first um so this episode is called chapter 14 a kiss before dying um the average rating was actually pretty high it's eight out of ten um it got an 88 percent on rotten tomato so 80 uh, percent of the reviews the 17 reviews were positive um, and this is the most watched episode of Riverdale, I think maybe ever, but definitely since it started, like oh, way really? more. It has 2.34 million viewers, which is almost oh, like double wow. a lot, almost every episode last season. Um, so I, de- I definitely think there was a lot of anticipation coming into season two from the fans. I think Riverdale had wow. been on Netflix, so people had gotten their fix and it was like a big thing that people were really excited for because I feel like. I don't know, at least to me, the way I feel like the um, hype around Riverdale started was sort of when it came to Netflix. Like, I feel like people weren't super hyped or super excited about Riverdale when it was airing. I feel like it sort of gained popularity when it was on Netflix. At least that's my I definitely agree. So Well, that's when I watched it, too. I think I watched it, like, right before season one came out on Netflix. Or season, yeah. Or season 
two. So, no, season two came just started airing. Yeah, so I went like I think straight from Netflix to real time. There was a lot of excitement building around season one because it had been on Netflix. It was this new show, and so going into season two, people and also I'm sure people had just completely like binged right through the first season, so they were and very it ended ready. on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. So people well, were really. I think they should have for... left it so that we thought Archie was the one who got shot. Yeah. Although, these cliffhangers just annoy me because they never, like, pan out the way you expect them to. Yeah. I feel like all of them are just annoying. But, anyway, so there's a lot of people excited about this episode. A lot of people were watching it. Um, it was written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the beloved creator. Oh, of course. <laughs> and writer of the a bunch of episodes last season. Um, and it was directed by Rob Glance. Uh, Sy- who I don't think has done anything else for this. I don't think he's been involved in any of the other episodes. Oh, he directed the 12th episode of the first season. So, I mean, not... He's like, I don't, I don't really know anything about him. Um, but would you like to uh, tell us about the plot of the movie that the title corresponds to? Yes. So... Kiss Before Dying um, was released in 1956, but there was also a 1991 remake. Um, But amoral Bud Corliss pursues young heiress Dory Kingship in the hopes of getting his hands on the fortune amassed by her father. But after Dory succumbs to Bud's charms and becomes pregnant as a result, he fears she'll be cut off by the family and murders her in a fashion that makes it look as though the poor girl committed suicide. When Bud tries to cozy up with Dory's grieving sister, Ellen, she begins to suspect his intentions. Okay, that has, like, no correlation to this episode. Uh, I feel like that sounds like something that would happen in Riverdale. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like that might, like, <laughs> but, like that, like, correlates to, like, <laughs> season three episodes more than, like, this. <laughs> or it's, like, this is what season five is going to be or yeah, something. Yeah, like, but. I definitely feel like things like this happen, just not in this episode at all. But I think the title makes sense. The plot, really, I just can't think of how it Well, I feel like this title is, like, referencing plot. maybe Cheryl, Cheryl's kiss. Well, yeah. there's actually a lot of kiss involved but i mean like the shower scene yeah because <laughs> that's really like the main feature of this episode if we're being real yeah so i mean that one oh but it, this movie got a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes so maybe it's really good <laughs> maybe it we're sounds kind of really interesting un- uncultured and don't know <laughs> about classic movies um all right, well, I think it's time we finally dive into season two. The anticipation has been building this long. Yep. I think it's time we break the ice. All right, so this episode starts off as usual with Jughead's narration, and he's talking about how the Jubilee was supposed to, like, fix Riverdale, but in the morning it was still <laughs> didn't, the same. didn't really work. <laughs> um, and then we see... Archie driving his dad to the hospital, and Archie does not have a driver's license. As he's doing pretty well, Jughead 
tells us he's, he's like, doing pretty well i mean clearly he's totally panicked and i guess yeah. probably his adrenaline is like helping him <laughs> i don't think i could have before i knew how to drive i definitely could not have done that well i don't think i would have known how to like start the car yes <laughs> <laughs> but archie um, clearly knows something well i mean maybe he's driven like a construction equipment or something before you know mm. so he has like some experience maybe um, I was a little confused why the ambulance wasn't bringing him to the hospital, but that's addressed later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. But, <laughs> um, but Archie, like, carries him into the hospital, and there's, like, no one in the hospital when they mm-hmm. first get there, and he's like, somebody help me. I just, just like, completely empty. How I, was <laughs> I was like, where is everyone? There's just no one here. Or, like, call the hospital on the way there or something. Well, he's know. not thinking. I feel like the oh, well, one thing about this episode he shouldn't is be driving there's himself. a lot of, like, stupid things that are happening, but you can sort of make more excuses, at least in this first scene, because Archie is, like, not in his right mind. He's, like, like, yeah. you can make excuses for his dumb decisions in this episode, where usually I'm just like, what are you doing? I can, like, understand it a bit more this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see um, them taking, like, Fred to the back. And it's honestly, like, a little bit graphic. You can, like, see his yeah, yeah, yeah. gunshot wound. And Archie's just, like, covered in blood. Um, and But they don't let Archie come, like, back with his father. Well, because they're taking him into, like, the operating room, basically. So yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but then we get our weird, like, our first weird fast-forward moment. Um, yeah. So we see Archie and his friends in their cap and gowns. It's graduation, and Fred is there, like, taking pictures. He's like, I never thought I'd live to see this day. And then they're like, but you, you didn't live to see this day. And then, oh um, like, you're not alive. <laughs> and then the Black Hood comes in, and then it goes back to the hospital. Yeah, and then you see him, like, operating on Fred. I, okay, I really was not a fan of these, like, flash-forward things. We have, I'm like, four of them in this so episode. Confused. I can't, and you can't tell. Is Archie seeing them? Are we just, like, supposed to, like, get freaked or out by Fred it? Or is, like, seeing Fred them. seeing them? Like, I don't know. It's so, it, you don't really ever figure it out. I mean, you sort of get the sense that, like, one of these is what ends up having him wake up at the end of this episode. But I'm just so confused. They serve, like, no purpose at all. Except to, like, make like it... S- spooky they're trying to be like metaphorical or yeah, something with really like not. the dead people pounding on the door and it just did i just I didn't like, get it i'm like that's too highbrow of a metaphor for this show <laughs> like like you need to tone it down a little bit and understand your audience um but i also i'm just like i don't even remember what i was gonna say i just really hate them and oh and they're just so like cheesy they're like I thought I was going to live to see this, or never thought I would live to see this day, but you didn't. Like, I feel like they're just so, like, uncreative and, like, dumb, and I just really was not a fan of them. Um, anyway, so after we le- we leave the hospital and we see Alice and Betty, um, I guess they're, like, eating breakfast or something, and Alice is asking Betty what they, what she and Jughead did after the Jubilee, And Betty tells her that they went back to the trailer. So Alice is worried um, that 
she that Betty and Jughead had sex at Jughead's trailer, um, but they didn't. So Betty tells them that they're actually interrupted by the Southside Serpents, which I feel like is just really not. That's a little bit. <laughs> that's worse. just really not what Alice wanted to hear, and she's not happy about that either. Um, and so then Betty like gets a call in the middle of their conversation. And Alice is like, oh, like, if it's Jughead, like, hang up on him. He's, like, bad for you. And then she's like, it's from Archie. And she's like, oh, hang up on him, too. <laughs> Which I just feel like is a good Alice line. Um, and, yeah, and then that call from Archie is the call telling her to come to the hospital. Okay, so now we go to the Lodge's house where Veronica is drinking a mimosa. Mm. Um, and... Hermione seems more concerned that she used the champagne. I know. <laughs> um, that was meant for Hiram. I know, not the fact. Than the fact like, that she was just drinking a mimosa in her house. Um, I think that's pretty good representation of the the way rules are enforced in that. The Lodge house. family dynamics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but then she gets a call, and. Uh, Hermione is like, oh, like, is it your house guest from last night? And Veronica is like, no, it's Betty. Um, and then we see Jughead getting a call from Betty as well, I believe. Um, and then he, like, you see his face gets really serious and he rushes out of his dad's trailer and then he gets on his dad's motorcycle. So I mm-hmm. guess now... Um, he has a motorcycle. Jughead rides a motorcycle. Which, that will that will be a thing later on. Um, yeah. Or in this episode. Um, so then the whole group arrives at the hospital. And Archie's explaining what happened at Pops. And he's, like, explaining, like, oh, the guy came in. He was, like, robbing them. And then he, like, shot my dad. And he seems like he's going to say something. But then he just like kind of what happens after his dad gets shot and then he's like oh the guy just ran away but it like seems like he's about to say something um and then kind of right after that alice comes in to say that his dad is in surgery and he will be in surgery for a while and so and then they also suggest that he goes and talks to his mom because no one has told his mom yet so he leaves to go call her and then there's a great moment between Alice and Jughead. Alice is sort of just, like, looking at Jughead and, like, rolling her eyes. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> so, like, passive-aggressive. And they're all just, like, they're all sitting there. And then Betty's, like, come on, let's not start drama right now. And then Alice is just, like, well, I'm just wondering if any of your Southside associates are responsible for this. I love Southside associates. I know, I love that, too. It's really great. Um, and, uh, obviously people are not a fan of that in the group um and then we also see Archie calling his mom and at first he's like oh like she's like is every like how are you and he's like good and then he is like he's like really doing some type of acting here I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the greatest acting but he's like we're in trouble here like my dad like almost he might die you might want to come so, clearly, Archie's, like, very emotionally affected by this, as one could imagine. Understandably. Yeah. I don't blame him. So, then Sheriff Keller arrives at the hospital, and 
he asks to speak with Archie about what happened in Pops. Um, but Jughead wants to come with him, which yeah. Sheriff Keller isn't super enthusiastic about, but he allows to happen. Um, so then he just sorts starts to ask um, Archie to describe the guy who shot his father because there was a lot of holes in Papa, Papa Tate, that's his name? Yeah. Papa Tate's story. The namesake um, of I think our just podcast. Cause, <laughs> yeah, just because he was like kind of in shock, so he didn't really have the full story. But he sort of explains that he was wearing this jacket, and then Sheriff Keller is like, was there anything on the jacket? And then Jughead was like, like a snake. So Sheriff Keller clearly thinks that the serpent... Or, I mean, or, it makes sense that he would ask that, though. Like, it's like a, definitely a... A theory yeah, that yeah. would make sense. But Jughead takes and then, to that. Yeah. And then he starts to talk about, like, a ski mask. And then Archie's like, no, it's not a ski mask. It's a black hood. Which I'm like, it's actually a ski mask. <laughs> like, I feel like calling it a black hood is a bit misleading. Because it's not like well, a it's hood. it's not really a hood. It's a Isn't ski mask. Isn't the definition mask. of a hood? It has to be that, attached like, it... to your jacket? Yeah. Like, it's a ski mask. But I, I feel like he's just like um, being a bit misleading. But mm-hmm. whatever. And then he also mentions the green eyes, which like that's important because these green eyes are like always haunting him. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the eyes and of the hood or the mask or whatever you want to call it have, are like cut out by hand, sort of. So that's the best way to recognize the black hood, the person. Um, but then he starts talking about after he shot my dad he and he just doesn't he just doesn't say anything for a little Mm -hmm. while and then he just doesn't finish his sentence and then he's like that's it he ran out of the diner so clearly there's something going on they're like really doesn't want to share They're like really building this up the whole episode and then i feel like when it he ends up revealing at the end of the episode it's just like very disappointing (laughs) But it's such an Archie thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Such an Archie thing. Um, and then Sheriff Keller sort of suggesting that the guy was a South Side lowlife who was on drugs. Like this was a robbery. He mentions Jingle Jangle, um, which I think is Jingle Jangle, which I think is the first mention of Jingle Jangle. Oh, really? Yeah, I know you're maybe hmm. just like very. Um, Used to Just very accustomed <laughs> to the, to the phrase jingle. jingle jangle, but for those who may not be, it will it will haunt us forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think is it Jughead? It's oh, it's definitely Jughead who suggests yeah. that it may have been a murder, not a robbery. It just it might have been a murder staged as a robbery. Yeah. But this person wanted to kill Fred. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then out in like the hospital kind of lobby area, Betty and Veronica are talking and Veronica saying how she's, she's just like, she's good at a lot of things, but she's not good at, um, all the really important things yeah, like party planning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she's just really bad at like comforting boyfriends and like the old Veronica would have run by now. Like she would have freaked out about this, which I'm like, it's not like you're 
not like your dad is the one that's like in the hospital but anyway um and she just wants to change and like she wants to be able to not let archie down so they're kind of having a conversation about this and then right then jughead and archie walk in and archie tells jughead um well archie tells jughead that his dad fired the serpents just before like the few days or like the day before the whole incident at pops and so he archie's suggesting that maybe the serpents were responsible which he feels bad about suggesting because like jughead is has ties to the serpents but he thinks like it's like worth looking into and so jughead who now is a serpent question mark um will go investigate (laughs) go talk to his buddies over in the south side so then the doctor walks out and they say they got the bullet out of fred and the internal bleeding has stopped um but he still can't breathe on his own so that's a bit concerning um and archie's kind of getting mad he's like he's like what should i do like should i just wait here and do nothing and then Veronica and Jughead, or Veronica and Betty are sort of like, yeah, maybe that's best, or maybe you should, like, go home and, like, like, clean up, like, you have blood all over you, maybe it's, like, a good idea to take a shower, and just, like, get your dad, like, a change of clothes for when he wakes up, all of that, um, and Veronica wants to go with him, so she can, like... Well, no, she doesn't. Or she doesn't. Betty wants Veronica but, to go. yeah, Veronica him. ends up just saying that she would go with him because um because she's changed she's really being like a good girlfriend um and so then we get another weird like flash forward sort of but it's like not actually real it's like a dream of archie saying that if he's like in the trailer the construction trailer with fred and he's saying something he like wants to like take over the company or something or like it was kind of confusing. I didn't exactly know what they were talking about, but something about, like, oh, you're good to go. Like, Archie's saying, like, oh, Dad, you're good to go. Like, I have it covered or something. And then there's, like, a weird pounding on the door, and he's, like, talking... Archie's talking about how, like, all of their relatives are outside, but it's, like, all the... He's naming all these relatives that are dead, and then there's, like, a weird pounding on the door, and he's, like... It's, like, kind of scary. I, it was just not... Yeah. I was not into that. and I was like, is this supposed to be, like, artistic <laughs> yeah. or something? I just don't really know. I guess it's maybe just showing that Archie... But I, it's unclear if Archie... This is in Archie's head or not. Because he's not, like... Like, in the sh- episodes, you, he's never physically affected by these, like, visions. So it's unclear if he's the one having them. Or it seems like maybe Fred is the one having them. Because right after we see him, it cuts to Fred, who is, like, on the operating table. Or... I don't know. He's somewhere with, like, a bunch of tubes in him and stuff. So I guess conclusion is that Fred is the one seeing these visions, but I don't really understand what purpose they serve. So. Mm-hmm. And then we see Archie and Veronica arrive at Archie's house, and they're greeted by Vegas Aww. at the door. And Archie's like, I'm going to walk Vegas but Veronica thinks that he looks a little too much like he's auditioning for a teen mm-hmm. reboot of The Shining to go outside. So she offers to walk Vegas, but then Archie's like, well, have you ever <laughs> walked a dog in your life? Yeah, this is actually like and funny scene. 
And then she was like, well, <laughs> I've had people walk dogs for me. The weird thing counts. is I feel like people don't usually make jokes about Veronica being, like, really rich. Like, I feel like it's usually just her making jokes about it. But, like, this is, like, one of the first times where I feel like other people Oh, that people was, like, a like, good, good Varchi moment. No, yeah, I think it is, um, too. But I feel like most of the time it's her just being like, I'm so rich. I've never done this before. But this is, like, someone actually calling her out on it. Or not calling her out, but, like... Kevin okay. will do yeah. that. That's something Kevin And sometimes do. Jughead, but I feel like. But, like, the... I feel like, not like Betty and Archie are usually... That's not something they would bring up with her. Yeah. But I'm also confused about other people walking dogs with her. Like, she had a dog that yeah, she just, just never walked. Well, the I other could see that if she has, like, a... For her? Hired a dog walker. I could totally see that. That she just never walked her dog ever. Oh, I could totally see that. What? If you're rich enough that and you just like... pay someone to walk your dog. But yeah, I, I guess it is. key in the middle no, of the I night guess it, and you live in an apartment. I guess it's true. Because she lives in New York. I guess it's true that it is a bit weird that, like, she's never walked a dog before. But I also just don't see her family having dogs. Like, I see, yeah. feel like they're much more of a cat family to me. If any. Or just, or like, just no, no pets, pets at all. Or, like, rare, like, birds or something. <laughs> yeah, something weird. But not a dog family. But anyway. Anyways. So, then... They go... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They go on this walk. And... Together. So, I guess they decided that Archie could come. But Archie has not showered. He has just changed out of his letter and jacket and, and into a sweatshirt. However, this sweatshirt is zipped, so you can see his undershirt that's covered in blood. Like, so I don't. He's I at home. He has all of his really clothes. You could just change your clothes. It's not that hard. Or you just like hop in the shower really quick. Um, yeah, like why does Vegas have anyways. to be walked immediately? It's not like they've been away from Vegas for that long. It's only been like a few hours. Whatever, well, you, know, you know, whatever. Also, I feel like um, one thing that I'm not, we don't appreciate is because it happened last season is that, like, Archie and Veronica just slept together for the first time, like, literally the night before. Which it feels like mm-hmm. sort of, like, a year ago. <laughs> because When did they start dating again? Because they called, like, they called each other boyfriend and girlfriend in this episode. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, they're together and they... They've just reached a very big milestone in their relationship, which I guess you don't really appreciate because it seems like so much has happened. Well, a lot has happened in between. So this is like a kind of interesting moment in their relationship. But was it the first time they slept together? Yeah. Remember that at the party? Which party? The party at Archie's house for Jughead Jughead's party. Oh. Oh, shoot. I don't know. But I feel like this was the first time it was, like, when they were actually dating, you know? As a couple. So it's, like, different. Anyway, we're getting a bit too caught up. Anyways, um, they start talking about when they first got Vegas, when Archie was younger. He really, really wanted a dog. He promised, you know, to do all the work, to walk him and feed him and everything, but lately, Fred has really done all of that, and Fred and Vegas have become really close. Aww. And so, 
that was kind of cute. But then it seems like Veronica, like, starts to cry and Archie's, like, comforting her. I'm like, it should be the other way around, but it's fine. Yeah. So we leave Archie and Veronica. They're, like, staring out at the lake or something. And, or I guess River. I don't know. Um, Then we see Jughead meeting with the serpents, and he's asking the serpents if they're at all connected to the thing that happened at Pops. And one of the serpents says that they don't wear masks, so it's definitely not one of the serpents. But Jughead, because they're sort of in all of these, like, shady locations, they, like, kind of know what's going on, like, the scoop around town. So Jughead asks them, well, he's like, you must know something about it. And they say that they'll knock some heads to try and find out, see what they can find out. Which, you know, ends very well for them. It's always great when people knock heads. Yeah. Um. To get information. <laughs> so then... Oh, this is a This, is the, this is the best... Or no, I don't know if it's the best. But this is, like, the main attraction. And I definitely remember this scene. I don't remember this oh, at really? all. Oh, really? I remember this very vividly. Does not surprise Because I remember me. them getting home and be like, oh, the shower scene's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so weirdly um, timed. But, yeah. But, yeah, from now on, I think we're going to get, like, a Archie-Veronica sex scene in, like, every episode. Yeah, honestly. I feel like that becomes a thing. I also, I think I rewatched um, season two, like, somewhat recently. Or episodes from season two. So it's definitely fresher really? in my mind. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's a shocker. But- <laughs> Anyways... We see Archie's shower, um, and the blood is washing off him. It's very steamy. And then Veronica knocks at the door, and she's like, are you okay, Archie? He's like, yeah. And then she's there for a second, but she decides to open the door and proceeds to take off her clothes, and she opens up the shower, and she's like, thought you might like some company. And then she, like, gets in the shower, and yes, but... They start kissing, and then it's we just, like, like see their silhouettes. Yeah, I'm just, like, it's so steamy in the bathroom. Oh, God, it was weird. But honestly, it's, like, yeah. Riverdale, it's, it's finest. It, like, just a bit bizarre. They also, like, definitely make sure to focus on, like, Archie's abs when he's in the shower. Oh, yeah. And also all, like, the blood is washing off of him in the drain. It's kind of gross. But, you know. You have to have like a steamy, a steamy uh, shower sex scene, or else it's not like a real Riverdale episode, I guess. Yep. So then we go to the hospital where Kevin and Betty. So this is like Kevin's debut in season two. We have, this is like how much they don't even care about him. He like it's like already like twenty minutes into the episode and he hasn't even been mentioned yet. But Kevin is sitting with Betty at the hospital. I guess he like arrived at some point. And he's asking her about her and Jughead and, like, asking her if they, like, had sex the last night. And she says that um, they didn't, but Jughead said, I love you. And she said it back. And Kevin's like, oh, that's so exciting. And then um, Betty also says that Jughead may be joining the serpent. So it's, like, a bit more complicated than their relationship's, like, a bit complicated right now. And Kevin is like, did you not learn anything from me and Joaquin? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is just so funny, because that this is the moment where I was like, they're literally talking about these boys like joining like a biker gangs. Like it's just like, 
<laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, this whole show is so crazy. Um, and Kevin is just like, yeah, he was... Or Betty's like, oh, but Joaquin was sweet. And then Kevin's like, yeah, he was sweet until he was, like, like uh, hiding people's bodies and, like, mopping up blood and stuff like that. <laughs> but I really like Joaquin. I'm on I'm Betty's side on that one. Um, so then they see Cheryl walk into the hospital, which is a bit surprising. Which, although I guess it's not, like, nice. that surprising. I mean, he, she could be there to comfort Archie. Well, but they yeah, also Cheryl's always where all the drama. Yeah, is. but then we all she also you also see a woman like covered like as if she's been burned, like kind of wrapped like basically head to toe like on like a stretcher in front of her. And so then they go up and they talk to her and she's like, "Oh, you didn't hear? There was a terrible fire at Thornhill." <laughs> like very just like, <laughs> "Oh, like you know, my entire Not suspicious at all. My entire house just burned down, but it's fine." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And she's just like, she's like, yeah, I was sleeping, and then like the candle blew over and caught fire to the curtains, and then my mom just ran in and risked her life to save me, but then she suffered third degree burns and like something yeah. with smoke. Likely in her story. Lungs, which we know is not true because we saw her burn down the whole thing in the last season. Um, but she's just like the way she's saying it is just so like, oh yeah, it's just like whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's like. Unfortunately, she got third degree burns. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. So, does anyone buy that story? But <sighs> they have bigger things to focus on. Yeah, it's not like Cheryl committing arson is like that <laughs> surprising out of the ordinary. <laughs> I mean, it like runs in the family of like causing <laughs> all kinds of ruckus. So yeah, <laughs> that's like only like a side. I mean, you know, it's Riverdale because that whole thing is just like a side plot of this episode yeah it's like two minutes of the entire episode (laughs) which is like um anyway yeah but then we see archie and veronica back at archie's house and they had given archie a bag at the hospital of all of his things and i guess when archie was like finishing getting ready um veronica was looking through it and she found everything except for his wallet. And Archie's like, what? Like, everything important to him is in that wallet. Yeah. Um, which, I guess, Archie... Like, it sort of makes sense that Archie's acting like that, but it's a, it's a little bit weird, because it's like, if your dad is, like, could be dying... Yeah. Like... <laughs> His well, wallet, I mean, like, if he doesn't have his... If someone took his credit card, like, that's not a yeah, big deal. Yeah, I'm confused, like, what exactly that it is What is important. in his wallet? But I feel like, like this is another moment where I'm, like, I can excuse Archie's behavior somewhat just because he's, like, going through a very traumatic Yeah, he's, like, channeling right Like, it's not really... Like I, like, I don't think we're supposed to think he's being at all reasonable in this moment. But, like, that's yeah. sort of the point. So I'm, like, whatever. I think it's supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. But then Archie kind of blows up at her. He's like, why were you going through this stuff? I didn't ask you to come here. Why are you here? All of that stuff. And he wants her to leave. And she starts to choke up. And she starts walking away. And you see her pause for a moment. And then she turns around and is like, no, I'm not going to leave. You shouldn't be alone. I'm going to stay here with you. And then you see Archie sort of start to calm down a little bit and then he just like breaks down in tears and she comforts him 
Oh, so nice. So then Archie's phone rings, and it is the sheriff calling, and so they end up calling him in. It's, like, very weird, and even, the like, Archie's like, oh, so soon, like, right now? And so basically they have already have a lineup of a bunch of people who have a history of robbery or violent crimes. Of violent Which I'm, like, so confused. Like, are you allowed to just, like, randomly... That's what I was thinking. Like, is arrest this people? You can just bring people in just because they have a criminal record, even if they can have no not, connection. There's no evidence they're connected to this crime. I'm like, are you allowed to do that? I thought not. But, like, can't you only arrest people with probable cause? Like, just like criminal record, I don't think is probable cause. But, anyway. Yeah, I feel like Sheriff Keller just, like, breaks <laughs> so many laws. I just think they don't care about, like, actual. Like, law and order, like, the procedures of, like, criminal cases at all. And also just, I think, as we've done this podcast, I've just realized, like, how incompetent he is. <laughs> like, he's just so bad. <laughs> like, anyway. But, so they have a lineup. They have, like, six or five people that all kind of, like, fit the body type that he described. They all have a record, I guess. And so they all put on black hoods or masks or whatever you want to call them. So they just had like an extra supply of them? Well I think they made them for this. I think they they went out and bought some and then made some. Which like (laughs) it's kind of funny like picturing like Sheriff Keller like cutting out little eyes. Because apparently no one else works in the sheriff's office so it seems like it's like he's the only one doing all this stuff. But they all and then he's like step forward and Archie like looks them all in the eye but he keeps picturing those like green eyes that he remember seeing and none of them he just can tell none of them are the person so he says no to all of them and then that's sort of where that scene ends and then we see veronica back at the hospital because archie wanted her to go so she could be there with everyone and be with fred um and then she explains to jughead and betty that he's at the sheriff's office doing a lineup and they're a bit, especially Betty. She's a bit concerned. Yeah, I'm like, concerned. Isn't that going to be traumatic? Like, for I feel him, like just which, the sheriff yeah. Keller is like not has put no thought into this at all. Like, oh, I feel. Well, like yeah, he's I don't kind think Archie's worst. mental health is at the forefront of anyone's mind. Anyone who's um, making these decisions. But then he, Veronica asked them to go to Pops to see if they can find the wallet and then I don't know someone's saying if it was a robbery then the guy probably took the wallet and he might have just taken the money and then just dropped the wallet somewhere um but then Jug had suggest that it was premeditated um he's like think of where we live um and so it seems like Jughead's pretty convinced that it was a murder. Um, and then we sort of see Veronica, like, reacting to that. So then we see Jughead, um, I guess, like, this is, like, outside of the hospital, and Jughead's asking Betty if he wants, she wants to, like, get on his motorcycle, because they have to, like, drive home from the hospital. And, or, I guess they're, they're going to see, they're going to Pops to investigate the wallet situation. Um, and Betty is just not so sure about driving on a motorcycle as one would be, I feel like. Um, and 
I feel like this is also a funny scene. Like, Jackette's like, oh, well, we could take the bus. We could oh, this is really cute. walk. We could, uh, like, hitch a ride. Or we could call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's like a lot of like lines in this episode that I was like actually like oh this is kind of a good line. Um, this was such a good Betty Jughead. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, and I also think like Archie and Veronica like I kind of like that relationship. It was it was a good relationship episode. Yeah, and I feel like there was like a lot more like humanizing moments for both of them that were sort of just like funny like not necessarily like super intense moments necessarily like I mean I guess they were intense but like. There was just, like, a lot more, like, fun banter that I feel like sometimes gets a little bit overlooked when there's, yeah. like, a lot of, and, like, things going on. And Archie and Veronica had sex in the shower, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always, that. That's always good, too. <laughs> but anyway, they got on the motorcycle. Um, Betty's, like, a bit tentative, but they're, they're on the motorcycle and they're going to Pops. I really like this new version of Jughead. Yeah, he's, like, very, like, com- he's more confident in himself, I think. And he's, like, kind of a bad boy now. And he's sort of, like, excited, too. I feel like he's just, like, more happy, which is weird because, like, this episode's yeah. supposed to be very sad, but... No, he seemed, like, so yeah. happy and just, like, they thought he was, like, so funny in this episode. <laughs> he's just, like, it's just, like, not the tone of the episode, like, what's going on at all, but he's just, like, yeah, like... I'm like, it kind of fits his new persona. Like, he's, like, so cool now. He's no longer this nerdy kid. Well, because he's part of the serpents now, so it's, like... He's, like, a... He's a gangster. Yeah, well, he is, like, part of a biker gang. So... Yeah. That would be it. Oh, my God, but this next scene is so weird. I just... Oh, yes. So, Hermione goes... I guess it's, like, the chapel in the hospital. Oh, and it's in the hospital. That makes more sense. I think so. Isn't that, like, a thing that hospitals have chapels? Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I could be making that I up. I don't usually go to them, so I would not know. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but Hermione is there. She's, like, praying. And Veronica shows up, and she's like, what are we praying for? A speedy recovery or a quick death? Um... That's such a good line, I feel like. It was a good line. Um, but then she basically starts to make accusations. Like, who would be evil enough to kill, f- try to kill Fred? Um, and at first, Hermione thinks that she's trying to accuse Hiram. You're like, oh, which, you're accusing Hiram again, just like you always do. Oh, like, no big deal. <laughs> you're always accusing um, but, your father of murder, <laughs> just like, like you always but, are. Then she realizes that she's accusing Hermione. So I guess at this point, like, I'm so confused. About their relationship. I cannot keep up what's happening with their relationship. It's like, one second, they're, like, best friends. I really, now. She's literally, I don't know. She's like, I think you orchestrated this. I'm like, I thought you were, like, yeah, and now, a few minutes ago. We're not in this episode, before, but last season. It seems like Veronica thought her mom was, like, a victim. But now she's like, I think you're the mastermind behind all of this. That's definitely a transition. So I I don't know what to think. Um, but then Hermione, I guess, sort of understandably, like, is mad at her. Pretty angry at these accusations, <laughs> yeah, and like, fair. you're just 
disrespect will not be tolerated, certainly not by your father. When he gets back soon. And then she says something about how she would hit her right now, but she's not a violent <laughs> that person. Was funny too. Um, and then there's like a weird like camera shot of like the statue in the chapel. Oh, of, like, like, the so saint? creepy. Or is that, like, the Virgin Mary? I don't know. It was really I, creepy. I don't know. They, it's, like, at such a creepy angle. But, yeah, that whole scene, I didn't... Well, I didn't really understand where they were. If they're in the chapel in the hospital, that makes a bit more sense. Um, but, yeah, it was very intense. So then we're back in, like, the lobby of the hospital. Reggie and the Pussycats just arrived. Um, Josie is like, oh... We we want to extend all of our as many not as many of our nine lives to Fred as he needs, which is like that's a good line too. Um, what? It was like a bit weird, but because it's like, Very do you weird. think of your life as anything but pus- the pussy cats? Like, it's not like if I was. And like I love how in the band she says things like that, and just like nobody reacts. <laughs> yeah, it's just normal. And also Val is there, I assume. I didn't look for her specifically, but I'm assuming Val was there, which might be a bit oh. awkward for her. But, I didn't think about I think about the that, show has but... just fully forgotten that that relationship ever happened. Yeah. And we probably should, too. Um, if we hadn't talked about it for, like, a really yeah, long time. Yeah, I feel like time, we're too hung up on this <laughs> If we hadn't talked about it for, like, hours, I feel like I would have forgotten as well. But we just sort of focus on those random relationships. Um, so then Archie tells them... Um, that well because val is like oh or not val josie is like oh we thought we heard that you might have found the person at the station and archie's like i don't think it was any of those people i looked at and then right then a doctor walks in and says that you can he can go see his dad um and he the doctor is telling him that he should say like night talk about good things with his dad his dad is like not awake yet but he archie should like say good things and like coax him back to like back to life i guess um which i think that is like a thing doctors say um and i don't really fully understand it because i'm not a doctor um but then archie goes and sits with his dad and archie sort of doesn't really know what to say because there's not that very very many good things that's happened that have happened in his life and then there's a weird like flash forward again to Archie they're like sitting at Pops like where they were sitting when Fred got shot and Archie's telling Fred that he's gonna propose to Veronica and then like there's like something with like Pop and like there's like a bullet in his already in his chest it was like there was some weird like play on words time dies yeah yeah Pop was like oh time really dies or something (laughs) And Fred is like, what? And then there's this, like, a bullet in his chest. Like, I really... This was, like, the worst one, I think. Like, time dies. Like, that's, like... Who came up with that? I'm so so confused. But, you know, whatever. That's... But then... It's, like, one of those left, I think. (laughs) And the last one is actually my favorite. Yeah, the last one's the last one. Um... But then we see Jughead and Betty arrive at Pops, and there's just still blood all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no one has... Well, I get, it's like an active crime scene, so I'm confused why they're yeah, allowed to just you walk, think there'd be some, walk like, right in. tape there or something. Or, like, police, like, collect... Well, there's only one police officer in this whole town, so I guess that's why... 
But Sheriff Keller has people working for him. Remember we saw them in that one episode? They just don't do anything ever. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I'm, yeah. Oh, my God. But, well, you can tell, like, Papa Tate is still very traumatized. Yeah, um, no one's checking up on him. what happened. He's sort of just... Yeah. Ugh. And, but then they explain to him, like, they know that what yeah, happened. Yeah, that was actually really um, funny. When they walk, but, they walk in and Pop's like, oh, we're actually closed. <laughs> You're like, yeah, there's a lot of blood on the floor. Like, I think they know what's going on. But then they um, are going to go look for the wallet. And Papa Tate says that the police have already been there to do that. But they're just going to take another look. Um, like, if the police didn't find then, it, do you think you're going to find it? Although I guess they've done a lot more than the police has. Yeah. Um, but then Jughead starts asking Papa Tate, like, what happened? He says that when the gun was turned on him, he dove and he just sort of, he was just so scared. He kind of blacked out and didn't totally remember what happened. But he says that the guy didn't take any money. So that kind of confirms Jughead's theory, potentially. Um, and then he also starts explaining about how he's been robbed many times. Um, Poor guy. And even during the riots, <laughs> bricks were thrown at the window. The riots. Everyone knows about the riots. Like, what riots? Oh, were, um, were there riots in the last season? No. No. It, so there are like riots, that. I feel like, later in front of Pops. Maybe uh, we'll learn about it later. I don't know. I, don't I honestly know. don't remember. Um, but then he says this guy was different than all of the robberies he had experienced before. Yeah. And then Jughead was being kind of Well, yeah, he's like, weird. it's like he the angel like, of death. Which he I feel was like, like wow, Papa Tate, like, way to kill the mood. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like you're what? the one that asked him about it. And hasn't the mood already, like, been killed? <laughs> like, multiple times. Like, when um, the Black Hood almost killed someone. But Jughead is being kind of funny in this (laughs) And then Papa Tate asked if they were hungry. And Betty's like, oh, no, like, we're not hungry. Like, you don't have to do anything. And then at the same time, um, Jughead's like, yeah, I'm always hungry. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, It's so weird. And then they're, like, having, they're eating. And Jughead Well, Jughead is, like, eating, like, a lot of food. And Betty's sort of just not eating anything. And he starts, like, making all these jokes He's like, about, does this, like, like one impression. <laughs> and it's just... What? He does this, like, one impression that is just not... Oh, yeah, I don't know. He's being kind of weird, but, like, kind of funny. <laughs> but he just starts talking about like, how he just... When everyone else, when there's, like, some tragedy, they stop eating. But he just makes him more hungry. Yeah, I think that's, like, an impression of something, maybe. Because uh, he did it in, oh. like, a weird accent, so it made it sound... Oh, really? I don't know what I it's an impression of. I thought he was being of. weird. It's weird either way, honestly. It's... <laughs> I feel like... Is that, like, a well-known thing? I don't know. I, I don't know. It just seemed like he was, like, trying to do an impression by, like, the way he was talking. I don't know. I feel like he was just kind of being weird. Honestly, it's know. weird either way. <laughs> like, he needs to read the mood a little bit. I feel like he's not the best at that. But I, I kind of liked that moment. Um, but then Betty is clearly kind of bugged. But not only by not a huge fan Fred's, of the impression. Fred being shot. 
um, she's kind of bugged about the whole serpent thing. So they start talking about it. She says when the serpents came and you tried on the jacket, it fit you like a glove, like a second skin. And the look on your face, like that wasn't acting. And he's still saying like he's not a serpent. He's a serpent Um, denier. mm -hmm. And then he also tells her that he's going to be staying at the trailer instead of with his foster family and the foster family is going to cover because him. Because he arranged that already or is that just like the... what his plan is? I'm confused. No, I, it sounds like he, I guess, the foster like, family I feel has like agreed a foster to cover family for him with the social worker. But, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I guess, does the foster family get money for fostering? Because um, then maybe it would make sense. I think they often do. Yes. But I don't, don't totally know. Um, yeah. But then they sort of, he sort of explains how living in the trailer helps him to feel close to his dad, who he will not be seeing for a long and time. And also being a serpent helps him be close to his dad. But he still isn't, Can he still hasn't totally come to terms with the fact that, like, he... Or he still... But, like, having, like, the jacket and, like, having that is, like, sort of, like, makes him feel close to his dad. Yeah. And Betty's still kind of concerned. She doesn't really want Jug to get involved in that life. Which I can understand. She's, like, concerned for his safety, which, like, they are, like, known to be not, like, the safest crowd to be. I mean, they did, like, cover up a murder, like, a few days ago. (laughs) And... Jughead doesn't really have any, like, parental figures yeah. in his life. So so then we go back to the hospital, and we see Cheryl again. She's walking into her mom's hospital room. Her mom is, like, completely bandaged head to toe. And Cheryl, I guess she's, like, just woke up or something. And Cheryl explains that she's been, or she tells her that she's been saying, telling the lie that, the fire was accidental and that she threatens her mom that if she tells anyone what actually happened Cheryl will tell everyone what happened in the barn with her dad which I was so confused I was like what happened in the barn are we supposed to know what that is is this something we're supposed to know is there more to that story that we just didn't know I'm I wrote a question mark next to that because I was confused um but then we get a very iconic Cheryl line I feel like I don't know if this is just iconic to me or if it's just iconic in general, but we get the line, it was abuse, plain and simple. And then she's like, if you, I don't remember, I didn't write down the quote exactly, but it's like, like every breath, every breath that you take is because I gave you air, blah, 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 blah. Like basically saying like, I control control your life. And she holds her air tube that she's breathing from and like squeezes it so she can't breathe and releases it like before she actually suffocates so very creepy cheryl moment i think cheryl needs some therapy and also new parents yeah it's like or new parents on one hand like good for cheryl but like she needs to chill out a little bit (laughs) a lot actually because she just like burned down her whole house (laughs) yeah but i mean i kind of you have to appreciate her for She's pretty iconic in this moment, I feel like. And I wrote down in my notes, Ugh, Cheryl's kind of great. But, I mean, she has her flaws, but 
you have to love her these kinds of moments with her and then we see veronica bringing archie a wallet for his dad and then he's like oh you're the best girlfriend ever and then he gets all loving it he gets all serious and is like i have to tell you something about what happened in pops but then right as he's about to open up about this thing that he hasn't he's just been keeping secret this whole episode Jughead and Betty walk in and this is also like Jughead and Betty were like so happy as they walked in they were like we bought pops for yeah. everyone like, they were like so I feel like they're just, like, there's a lot of people not reading the reading the room it's just like a common but, theme in this episode Jughead's acting like a very popular you know he is popular because he has food yeah um but anyways they brought pops to everyone, and then we just see the four of them eating together, and Jughead says, like, the Archie's being such a rock star god through all of this, and then Archie kind of opens, or they sort of coax it out of him, but he opens up to them. He's so ashamed, that's why he didn't yeah, tell them I before, just... but when it happened... He was paralyzed with fear, so he didn't rush to his dad's side, and he also didn't tackle the guy. Yeah, it's like, um, this is what's, what's so been, he, like, eating at him the entire episode, is that he yeah. froze for, like, three seconds. Um, but then the Black Hood walked up to him and held the gun to his head, and he just sort of closed his eyes yeah. and just stood there like he couldn't move, which you shouldn't move. Yeah, so I was like, no one is blaming you, you literally at all. Um, but I guess at that moment, maybe the Black Hood took his dad's wallet, and he still seemed so concerned. He like, he's like, it may, he's like, I was a coward, and so he didn't move until he heard the bell, like, the Black Hood walking out. He was like, I was a coward, he may have my dad's wallet now and this is all my fault i'm like no when you're out no of one shot, do not you. worry about his wallet no one no one blames him like it's just so annoying but it's but a very it like makes archie sense thing. why archie's feeling like this and it really tracks with his personality oh yeah for sure but you're like dude just like chill out a it's bit. just not your fault i kind of feel bad for him yeah, I feel bad that his personality, like, makes him feel this way. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, so they're, like, all, like, comforting him, sort of. But then we see later Archie walking into his dad's room. It's, like, at night. And there's, like, a weird... I don't know if you saw anything. There was, like, a weird thing. He's, like, walking in the hallway, going towards his dad's room. And then in the background, there's, like, a person, like, running or something. And I... <laughs> It was they and like the music like emphasized it sort of. It was weird. Um, it was like getting all creepy. Like something yeah. was weird was. About and I thought happen. that we were supposed to be looking at the person in the back, but we were, weren't. And then he walks into the room, and you see he sees Cheryl in there kissing his dad's forehead, and she's like, and he asks her like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm paying him back for save. Like I'm paying um, Archie back for." She says she's paying Archie back for saving her at the lake. And she says Archie gave her the kiss of life, and so she's giving it to his dad. Which is just, like, 
Okay, whatever. I don't know. I feel like... Very Cheryl. They, like, made it, like, much more dramatic than it needed to be. Um, and it's a bit bizarre, but, like, whatever. Um, and then I was, like... Then I sort of... This got my mind thinking. Because he, like, sort of actually did kiss her. Like, he, like, gave her... Did CPR on her. So I was wondering, like, does Fred kiss someone who ends up, like, surviving something? And is it, like, a theory? Like, the kiss of life, like, is actually a thing. I was like, that could be, like, a cool, like, hidden thing that they did. But that was just, like, a theory in my head that I don't think is true. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Cheryl leaves, and she's like, toodles! <laughs> like, again, just, like, not at all fitting the tone of the scene. But Archie is sitting with his dad, and he just starts talking about Veronica, which is what I thought he should have been talking about, um, like, the first time when he just didn't know what to talk about. But I guess Archie, the Archie like, starts playing out, like, the conversation they would have had at Pops if, like, he didn't get shot. And he's like, oh, like, I, I just really like her, and I know you would have told me to, like, take it slow or something. And then they have a, their last weird flash forward. But this time, the flash forward is to, like, Archie and Veronica's wedding. And they all look so pretty. And, like, Jughead is, like, a groomsman, and... Uh, with his beanie. Yeah, course. and, like, Betty is, like... Betty's dress is so pretty, and she's, like, a... They all look really good. Yeah, they though, all look and, so good. The, and the, Veronica's... I like her dress. Yeah, they all look... Really, like, this is, like... This is the moment where I was, like, okay, they really just casted, like, really attractive people for this show. Um, yeah. And even, like, everyone in the audience, it's, like, obviously all the cast members, um, they all look very good. And um, and the wedding is super pretty. Yeah, it's like outside, and it seems like it's like a Scottish wedding. Well, though. there's like well, yeah, there's the, well, because Archie. I think this is implying Archie's like Irish or something, or like that was what I was getting from that. Wait, and oh then, wait, are bagpipes Irish? Scottish. Scottish. Well, is red hair associated um, with Sc- Scottish people too? I don't, I don't know. That's what but I thought. Of, Fred is wearing a kilt. Yeah, so I guess which. That was kind of weird. I was just like, <laughs> I, was just like I didn't a- realize that all of a sudden I just saw the kilt and I was really confused at first. <laughs> but I guess really it makes sense, like with the bagpipes and everything. Yeah. So anyway, that was just like a random detail that they decide to include that they're Scottish. But so then, um, there. But then it's like a bit. Everything's like great, but then it's like a bit weird because like Jason and Clifford are there, who obviously are dead, and. Also, side note, Pops is officiating the wedding, so, like, that, like, symbolism, I don't really... <laughs> I did not notice that. I, I just wow. think noticed that. I was like, oh, he, they really... But that's, like, such the perfect person to, like, officiate it. Although, no, Kevin would have been better, too. Because I feel like Kevin's to not going to... officiate the wedding. Kevin's not going to be a groomsman. Oh, he could just be a bridesmaid, oh. actually. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Um, so then, it's, like, all going great, and then the Black Hood walks down the aisle... And then it's sort of, like, very drawn out, but then Fred jumps in front of Archie before, like, the bullet that the Black Hood shoots, like, gets to him. And then... And we get a nice look at his kilt. Yes, exactly. That was the main part of that scene, just to see his kilt. And then, right when the flash-forward ends, we see Fred wakes up. So I guess this implies that Fred is the one having these visions. And when he wakes up... Um, Archie, like, immediately, the first thing that he does is he apologizes for not doing more, which, honestly, Fred probably doesn't even remember it, because he was, like, just been shot, so I don't really know why that's, like, what he cares about. 
And Archie's like, I will always protect you. Like, I will never leave you, blah, 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 blah. But then Fred is like, that's why I came back, was to protect you. Because it, like, connects to, like, the visions he had. Which it doesn't really connect. It only really connects to the most recent vision. I don't really know how the other ones actually oh, mean anything. I did not even make the connection. He jumps that's in front really of the bullet. Of he jumps in front of the bullet. <laughs> yeah. So he's like protecting Archie, and so that's why he like had to wake up again. But like, the other ones <laughs> don't even like this one. Okay, fine. Like, just leave this one in here if you really have to have these weird visions. But like, the other ones make no sense. But anyway, that's now we're done talking about these visions for the rest of the time. Except. One more thing about the wedding. I feel like Archie and Veronica would get married super young. Like, if maybe yeah. in season five when they're, like, in oh. their 20s, it'll oh happen. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Wait, I'm so excited. I yeah. really hope we get to see their wedding. That's going to be also so feel like exciting. I liked their wedding a lot, but I feel like Veronica would want something way more glamorous and, like, not outside, nice. maybe. Oh. It was no, it was really nice. I just didn't feel like it was really Veronica's vibe. It was more like Betty's vibe, maybe. Yeah, wait, but what if we get weddings in the season five? I completely forgot about that because I forgot that there's a time jump. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Um. Anyways, then, um, we see Jughead and Betty outside the hospital, and Jughead's like, "Are you sure I can't give you a ride home?" And Betty's like, no, like, my mom would probably come out with a shotgun if she saw you giving me a ride home on the back of your motorcycle. Yeah. Um, But then they have a really nice moment. Betty pretty much gives him the go-ahead to do whatever south side stuff he wants to do. Yeah, I like like, that. Okay, if you want to be a serpent and that's what makes you feel connected to your dad, then She was like, I hear you, which was nice. And then they, like, kiss and whatever. Nice. And then um, Jughead returns home on his motorcycle to find a Mustang and some just random serpent. And this guy, like, this yeah. bloody guy. <laughs> in his trailer. Um, in his trailer. Like, they just, and like, guess, somehow get into his trailer. I guess they have a key or something. I don't... So this was a guy that they thought potentially could have been the murderer so they like interrogated him and beat him up but they figured out that it definitely wasn't him but Mm -hmm. so Jughead's like why did you bring him here and they're like to show you that we took your mission seriously and now that you're a serpent a serpent this is what we do for you and I think it was more to more to show his dad because even though FP's in jail he's still like I mean, he's probably still talking with Jughead, or at least, or something. He's still, like, a serpent leader, so they still want to, like, show their respect. And their, like, dedication. Yeah. So, Jughead is a little bit shaken up by that, I can imagine. (laughs) Um, So then we see, this is a really great scene. We've been waiting. The moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, we've been waiting for this moment an entire season. (sighs) We finally get it. It I literally like screamed when it happened. It was so exciting. <laughs> it is the start of so many terrible and amazing and just weird things. But this is the moment. Um, Veronica gets home. She walks into the dining room and she's, I guess she's, well, anyway. So 
we can see Hiram is in the shadows um, and he says that she's been a bit disrespectful to him um, and they she talks about Veronica's like well I'm changed like I've changed um, and I the question is have you changed too and Hiram says that he has he hasn't changed like enough to not want to kiss from his daughter and so Veronica goes over and kisses him on the cheek and we see his face we see Hiram Lodge um it's a big moment um it's very intense very like ominous it's just a really great moment um the introduction of Hiram and we also see uh, uh, Veronica also says she's like oh by the way Fred just woke up and she has a really great line. She's like, I know we're all very happy about that. <laughs> Which is just, yeah, like, so perfect for that moment. So perfect. Uh, but it, speaking of attractive people, Hermione and Hiram. They're a very attractive like, couple. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're definitely, like, not old enough uh, to have. Or maybe they are. I, I don't like know. they could be. I don't know. I guess they could. But honestly, they're all very attractive. Or yeah, most. but especially Hermione and Hiram. They have a very like, specific look about them, but I feel like they're just perfectly cast. They have that very, like, rich look. Like, you could just yeah. tell they're, like, wealthy. Which is, like, they're just very well cast. Um, so, yeah, that is the introduction of Hiram. Um, it definitely lived up to my expectations. It was great. And it was just all tied together with that line from Veronica. Yeah. And then for the final scene of the episode. Well, first of all, we see that that Mrs. Andrews had come home to help take care of Fred and he had come home from the hospital as well. Um and but we see Archie. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> um has so it's I guess it's nighttime and he's just sitting downstairs with a baseball bat so i guess he's just like not gonna sleep he's just gonna yeah, like, be up all night that's gonna to, really you know, do someone, wonders for your if someone academic. comes in with a gun he'll just like hit them with the baseball, hit him bat. With the baseball <laughs> bat um so that happens and then jughead says well jughead's like narrating while, this whole thing yeah he's like whatever while archie was be doing whatever he was doing <laughs> um the angel of death was stalking the streets in Greendale. Yeah, which, which I like knew this happened. I remember this happened, but I didn't remember it was this episode. I yeah, re- same. Like this episode is actually jam packed with like a lot of things that like I forgot. Yeah. Like the shower scene, like the this Miss Grundy scene, <laughs> the, really the return things. of Hiram. Like there's like a lot in here. I feel like mm-hmm. covers um, all the ground. But then. So we see Miss Grundy, um, and she's giving a piano lesson, and then when the boy walks out, we see them kissing. So clearly so this so basically she has a confirms, Yeah, this is not just like a one-time thing with Archie. She's like a predator. Yeah, <laughs> which we already knew, but it's bad. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then... Oh, this is scary. Yeah, no, this is really scary. 
they make this whole big deal of her like locking the door and then she mm-hmm. turns around and it's like kind of creepy well, and like, you see the windows well, open. like the paper like the um the music sheets have fallen off of the yeah. piano which oh, i like this was really even creepy. i knew what was happening and i like jumped a little when i like when the yeah. Because oh, I knew what was going to happen. This is just reminding me how this episode, this or I mean, this season is so much scarier. Yeah, it definitely Not takes a turn, a much scarier turn this season. Even, like, in the hospital, it was kind of scary. Even though it was just, like, Cheryl. Like, there's, like, a few scary moments in this episode. Um, but anyways, the Black Hood, like, sneaks up behind her and basically, like... Sh- strangles her, I think. Strangles her to death. With, like, a baseball bat or something. Or some sort so, of like, it wasn't stick. a baseball bat. It was, it was like, like much a, thinner. It was like a stick, or <laughs> I don't know exactly yeah. what it was. Maybe it was like a cane. I don't know, um, but, but it, it was really like shorter. creepy. But yeah, it was creepy. And then you just see her like blood on the ground. Yeah. So Miss Grundy is dead. <laughs> I know. I remember the first time like being like that was a bit surprising. <laughs> Like, you really yeah, don't. I would never see her again. You, d- you would not. You did not, like, go into that episode thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to see Miss Grundy die this episode. I mean, you don't even. No. We haven't even thought about her in a while. But. Yeah, that is how the episode ends. Which I guess is probably a good representation of how the season is about to go. But. Yep. It's getting wild. <laughs> But I actually really liked this episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was reading a few reviews, or a few of the reviews were saying it was a bit, like, slow and, like, couldn't find its footing. But I feel like it gave enough time where it was, like, mourning Fred and, like, there was that emotional side. But I feel like it didn't linger on that too much. And I was, like, satisfied with the progression. Yeah. It was a it was a good relationship episode. It was a good bughead episode. There were some moments when I was like, "This is just really pathetic." Um, yeah. But, and I think I liked it more towards the end because at the end there was just a lot of exciting moments. And we have our new the mystery. Hiram Lodge coming. Um, yeah. But it was just like it wasn't my favorite episode ever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean... I think I enjoyed it more after talking about it. Yeah, I think also I'm happy... It's nice that, like, the mystery for the second season is already set up. I feel like in season three... Wait, are we on season four? Yeah, so I feel like the last two seasons, it, like, took a while for, like, the mystery to sort of pick up. I'm still not sure what the mystery of season four is. I honestly could not even tell you what's happening in season <laughs> I, like, completely have forgotten. Like, I could not name a I single thing I still have to happened. finish that. Oh, yeah, my God. I keep saying it. And I was like, when I finish Girl More Girls, I'll finish it. But now I finish Girl More Girls. I haven't even watched it yet, either. And it's on Netflix, too, now. So it's, like, no excuse not to. It's no excuse, yeah. But, yeah, I just... It's nice that, like, we already know where the season is somewhat heading. I feel like some of the other seasons, it really takes a while for you to, like, figure out what's even going to be happening this season. And at least we know, okay, it's the Black Hood. We can, like, figure this out. But, anyway. Not that there's not going to be another, like, million storylines. Well, and also, like, the Black Hood storyline is, like... We'll get into this in a while but it like it ends no it ends weirdly i feel like but also watching this knowing what happens is so weird yeah like i feel like the last season knowing what knowing that it was clifford who was the one that killed it like it doesn't really killing yeah change it It just like takes away some of the suspense but like this season it's it's like super bizarre 
super weird. Yeah. Which but we'll yeah, we really on. can't say anything more. Like, there are some things that I wrote down, but I'm like, cannot say this. Yeah. Like, spoiler. But anyway, that is this episode. The first episode of season two. We have a long road ahead of us. We won't be done with season <sighs> two for at least six months. So, buckle up. Yay. Um... Uh, yeah, so I guess if you want to follow us on social media, we have Instagram and Twitter. They're both Pops Pop Culture. Send us an email for about your thoughts on this episode or our podcast. It's popsandpopculture at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, of course. Um, subscribe to us there. Follow us on Spotify if that's where you listen. Hit us up on Good Pods. I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. I think that's. I haven't been on good pods in a while. <laughs> I haven't been on since the last time we talked about it. But someone uses good pods, so go on there and talk to them about it. Um, <laughs> I think that's everywhere we are. And, and we'll be back. Leave us a review. Did we say that already? Yeah, I think we did. Review us. Okay. Give us five stars, all that. Um, and we will be back next week to talk about Riverdale some more. And Yay. maybe on Sunday, depending on how Maybe. our schedules work out. Um, but don't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this has been a long episode. So, bon nuit.